With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Hello there, and welcome to what promises to be, I would say, the <laughs> second raggediest date fight of all time. What's, in your opinion, the raggediest? I would say we hit the nadir yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> We're working our way back. Yeah, it's We're a slow, back. long walk to freedom. Uh <laughs> We're very sorry about yesterday. I'm very sorry about yesterday. Uh, but we're, we're in a slightly better place today, although yes. we are really down to the wire on this one. So it's another yep. Date Fight Light. Date Fight Light Live. Yes. As, 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 as yeah, as whatever. Because we don't know when you're listening to this. Yeah, we're not I mean, actually doing it while you're listening. It'll be silly. I mean, we don't, we don't sit down and write these out longhand anyway. It's not like a... Anyway, the point is, uh, it's if you haven't heard it before... These are not the episodes to judge it by, but uh, it's where we take great things that occurred on this day in history and we pitch them against each other. Yes, we do. He's Jake Yap, I'm Matt Tapley, and together we have taken two of the finest aliens from the spaceship of history and are gently probing them in our laboratory of entertainment. Oh, that's good. So, why don't you kick us off, Nat? Okay, I will. I'm going to take us to the 20th of March, 235, when Emperor Maximinus Thrax was proclaimed the emperor of the whole Roman Empire. Now I know what you're thinking. Maximinus Thrax, isn't he the supervillain, the billionaire archenemy of Spider-Man? No, he's not. (laughs) Maximinus Thrax is actually an emperor. And his wife, Anne. (laughs) He was huge. He was eight foot six tall. Seriously? Uh, yeah, he. I think we think because of the statues that were left him, he had acromegaly, like Richard Keel and Andre the Giant. Um, he was uh, a soldier, and all the other soldiers said, "Well, he's the biggest soldier. He should be the emperor." And that's where he got to be the emperor. Um, a contemporary historian, Herodian, said he had a frightening appearance and colossal size, and he sweated a lot. Mm. So we think, putting all that together, he probably had acromegaly. He wasn't emperor for very long. Uh, pretty much the only thing he did was to double the pay of all the soldiers. Uh, that was the first thing he did. And all the soldiers went, yes, we were right to put him in charge. Well done. Yes. And then, <laughs> well they realized, done. <laughs> then they realized they'd have to tax everyone a lot to pay for that. And everyone hates him. And three years after he became emperor, he was overthrown in the year of six emperors, in which he was succeeded by uh, Gordian I, Gordian II, Pupianus. Come off it. You're no, you no, you didn't. Okay, well, maybe it's not poopy anus, or maybe you're mispronouncing it. Maybe it's puppy anus. Either puppy anus <laughs> or poopy anus. <laughs> yeah, it's much worse. I couldn't <laughs> believe you could have made it worse, and yet you did. Balbinus and hmm. Gordian the third. Uh, anyway, that's Emperor Maximus. Maximinus. Also, he means big, big little Maximinus. Uh, Maximinus Thrax. He's the emperor very briefly after the 20th of March, 235, uh, followed by poopy anus. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't leave it alone. No, well, that's part of the trouble, isn't it? Yeah. Fine. Let it's me. Why it itches. Let me take you to the. <laughs> 
We have had a really long day. We uh, well, I'm going to go to the 20th of March, 1616. Ooh. And Sir Walter Raleigh is freed from mm. the Tower of London after 13 years of imprisonment. Oh. Nat, fun trivia quiz. Why was he imprisoned? Was it for pirating against the Spanish when we suddenly liked the Spanish instead of hating them? No idea, mate. Didn't have time to look it up. Okay. I think it, I think it sounds it was. very plausible. <laughs> I think he was meant to go and be a pirate, and then we made friends with the Spanish, and he kept being a pirate and stealing Spanish ships. Okay. Well, uh, it was uh, treason. No, it was mm. treason he was taken for uh, 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 in a plot against James I. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what he was done for. And uh, the chief evidence James against I him... thought everyone was plotting against him. Well, he, he kept thinking the witches were plotting against him. Yeah, I believe his opening defence statement was, to be fair... No, uh, Henry Brooke was his friend, but also uh, uh, did a signed and sworn confession against him. And then he said, oh, "Oh, this is all just hearsay and this is nonsense. So he stayed in the tower for 13 years uh, and did a lot, got a lot of writing done. It's kind of like what everyone's doing now, you know, three three months. (laughs) He did. He did a podcast (laughs) called One Not Quite Proven Dad. In the History Tower. Uh, he wrote many treatises. I haven't written any treatises. I, should, I guess that's no. what Twitter is, isn't it? It's like a mini treatise. Yeah. The micro treatising. Yeah. yeah. And he wrote, this is a classic, he wrote the first volume of The History, R-I-E, of the mm-hmm. World. Oh. Was it just Stone Age people? Ages. No, he did. He did ancient history of Greece and Rome, Uh, and his son, one dad in the history tower, was (laughs) conceived and born while he was imprisoned in the tower. Uh, He opened a window. So I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) he never finished the history of the world because you know too busy having kids. Everybody. He was otherwise engaged. It's just, you know, people always leap off on these big ambitious things like, let's do a daily podcast for at least a year. History of the world. How far did you get? Greece, Rome. Yeah. (laughs) There's so much. There's so much in it. So we've made it through 137 episodes. Well done us. Yeah. Can we stop? No, no I'm kidding. I don't mean, I don't, don't, I don't want you to go away with a nagging feeling of, oh God, he wants to stop. I, don't, I actually genuinely don't. No, I'm we've quite just frustrated. Been doing exciting things, which you will all love. And I know. A long day. I know. If, we, if only we could tell you about them, but we can't. We can't. But we shall when all of our hopes and dreams are dashed oh, squarely on the floor. I'll tell you what it all was. Yeah. It didn't quite happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put it on the board with the other ones. It's my favourite <laughs> really? cartoon. You can put it all on one board. Yeah. <laughs> My favourite cartoon was, uh, it was a writer saying something like, um, oh no, please don't send me a contract. There's no room for it on my wall. And on their wall, it was just endless rejection slips. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that's that. What birthday do you have? I'm going to take you to the birthday of Carl Reiner. Oh. Um, writer of Caesar's Hour and your show of shows. Uh, writer and producer of the Dick Van Dyke Show. His first and most recent Emmy nomination, because he still could get more, he's still alive, hmm. his first and most recent Emmy nominations were 64 years apart. Crikey. <clears throat> yeah. He was the uh, writing partner of Mel Brooks. They did the 2,000-year-old man together. Uh, they met on the Sid Caesar show, and they still eat lunch together every day. Wow. Imagine I that. I just think it's nice. I think it's good. I think he's one of, he's a good one. I approve of him. Yeah. And I hope that we're we're 95 and 98, we sit there. Maybe we'd have to see each other every day, but you know. 
I'd like a that. Times a week. I'd like that. We'll pop along. We and then they watch their Jeopardy in the afternoon and eat their, you know, Sandwiches. icy pureed meal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> they eat their quiche through a straw. So... <laughs> Um, I've got a death for you, and it's the death of James Herbert, who died on the 20th of oh. March, 2013. He was <clears> a <throat> horror writer. Did you? Yes. What at was the he like? International Horror Festival 2010. He was interesting. You can say As it. most of the people at that festival were. <laughs> I bet they were. <laughs> yes, there were a number of very interesting people there. Okay. I did not know that he designed his own book covers and did his own publicity, Ooh, but you so. probably did know that. No, I didn't know he did his own publicity. And he wrote The Rats, which you yeah. go, oh, that's a classic. I'll read The Rats. And you realise, oh, it was written in the 70s. It's weirdly pervy and paedophilic, even in the early pages. Let's yeah. put this down and never look at it again. I've got to say, I read one of his books once and I found it a bit a bit weird and a bit kind of... I mean, it's sort of in that 70s Benny Hillish way, like all the... Schoolgirl is everyone's schoolgirls and their oh. uniforms described in great detail. Oh, dear especially God. where it doesn't quite fit in the way it oh, should. Oh man! Yeah, no, this isn't this isn't the book for me. Yeah, uh, not, not, for it's not really the era for anyone. I don't think. No. Uh, no. Yeah, I I read one of his books and it was so kind of unrelentingly and gratuitously sort of uh, salacious, I suppose, in the mm. broadest sense. You know, not just kind of sexually, but just the the imagery was so graphic and so horrific. I felt like this This is not the writer for me, but, you know, there's some people with a lot of issues out there, Nat, and mm. we mustn't let, let let them down. How did he die? Was he eaten by rats or dissolved by a fog or was he buried alive and had to claw his way out? Yeah, as a supernatural, no, he just, he was ill <laughs> and then he died. Um, he, y yeah. Didn't I, see that coming. I think, you know, your observation, I, I think horror films from the 70s are so particularly distressing because what could be a more awful thing to imagine than being in the 70s particularly mm. being a woman particularly <laughs> yeah. perhaps being a bit depressed probably postnatally damien yes mm -hmm. what could be a worse scenario than that but i mean texas chainsaw basket is just being chased by a man with a chainsaw for an hour and a half yeah it is truly there's nothing else to it you turn yeah. up it's scary people. One of them wears people as on his face and he chases for yeah. an hour and a half of the chains. Yeah. It's it's horror in the sense of it is almost oh, it is the most horrible thing you could possibly yeah. think of. Done at yeah. you. I went and saw it with someone and she said, I thought it was funny. I don't know her anymore. <laughs> My life is better. She did some chainsaw murders. She a few. It's fine. She was a nice person. I did, you know. Again, issues. Right, that's it for today. Done. Done. <laughs> Because we, we got to get out of here. Um, we will see you tomorrow, and hopefully yes, we, we will be back to something be more akin Thanks. to normal. Thank you for your patience at this Thank difficult time. It will be worth it. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.